Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe that. It's far from over. This is the Believe in Trailblazers show. The Portland Trailblazers have won the World Championship. On Believe Podcast Network. Boom, chakalaka! Portland's number one sports podcast network. Now. The Blazers win in four overtime. 140 to 137. Here's your host, Jordan Schultz. Look at the bright side, Blazers fans. Damian Lillard did not get to play in the All-Star game or the three-point contest since he's out with that strained growing he suffered just before the All-Star break. I'm with you, fans. It sucks. It absolutely sucks, all right? But as much as it does suck, I really think that it's a good thing. I would have loved to watch him play in the fourth quarter in that all-star game with the new format. I mean, that looked awesome. You had the best in the league balling their asses off together, diving out of bounds for balls and actually trying in an all-star game. When do you ever get to see that? The new format, uh, trying to get to the first to 24, whichever team does that in the first three quarters, uh, and then totaling up your scores for the fourth quarter and kind of making it uh, a number to get to would be the winning uh, team. That was just awesome. I loved the format change for the All-Star game, and it would have been fun to see Damian Lillard taking part in that. Looks like the NBA's really figured out the format when it comes to making that game entertaining. Team would have looked so good on LeBron's team. So, yes, fans, we missed the opportunity to watch all those cool moments. But... Can Damian Lillard's injury end up being a positive for the Portland Trailblazers? I think so. And I'm going to tell you why. Jordan Schultz sitting in with you for Episode 7 of Believe in Trailblazers on the Believe Podcast Network. Believe is Portland's number one sports podcast network. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you have any burning questions about Rip City you want answered on the show, or if you heard something I said and want to tell me I'm crazy, make sure you hit me up on Twitter, on the air Jordan with an O. That's at on the air Jordan with an O, J-O-R-D-O-N. Like this week's topic, you can hit me up on Twitter about, is Damian Lillard's injury actually a good thing for the Portland Trailblazers? In my mind, this is a no-brainer. I think so. And I'd bet the house that I don't own on it. You can tell me you agree or that you think I'm nuts on Twitter, on the air Jordan with an O. This show available wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. So Damian Lillard missed the All-Star game, as well as a chance to compete in the three-point contest. But I believe that it is a blessing in disguise for him and the rest of the team. Why is it a blessing? Simply because while Damian does miss a week or so with that strain growing, He won't miss any actual games. This is the perfect time for Damian Lillard to be out. He's been playing at an unreal level in the past two months. MVP level, best of all time kind of level, uh, going for over 50 a game in a stretch of a few games. He's just been playing amazing. And he now has the chance to sit back and regroup. He'll also be fully rested for really what's going to be the most important run of the season for Rip City in 2019-2020. These guys, they're all making millions. They're all superstars, or at least uh, living on a different plane than you and I. They are human, all right? Guys making millions, playing in front of millions every night in the NBA are human. 
And I think that Damian Lillard, the human, for this All-Star break, he was aching for some mental time off. And rather than having to push it to the limit on the court in a meaningless game, it was fun. I agree. I said at the top of Believe in Trailblazers, Episode 7, it was such a different view watching them compete in the fourth quarter as opposed to just mailing it in. And I think the NBA's figured out uh, how to make the All-Star game entertaining. So still, though, a meaningless game overall. Damian Lillard, instead of having to play, was having fun taking part in the festivities. And one of the coolest moments involving Dame Dalla at the All-Star game in Chicago last week, he got to join Common. That's right. He got to join Superstar Common to perform on a song and show the nation he can rap as good as he can ball. Yeah, he is so good. Definitely go and check out his album. I think it's available on every platform out there. He is obviously just as skilled a rapper as he is on the basketball court. And even better, Damian Lillard, congrats to him. He got engaged to his longtime girlfriend during All-Star Weekend. It happened at a private party. Uh, Family and friends were there. So congratulations to Dame Dalla and his future wife. So Damian getting some life stuff done over the weekend. And ultimately over a long and rigorous season, this amount of time where Dame could handle himself, like I said, as a human and a family man, And a husband or a future husband will go a long way in helping him put max effort into every game the rest of this season. And we're at that point now, Trailblazers fans, where every single game matters. And every game matters because Portland's playoff window is closing. Do they still have a shot to grab the eighth seed? I've already gone out on a limb and said that I believe Portland will make the playoffs. Uh, They are 25-31 and At this point, after the All-Star break, still four games behind Memphis with 20-some games to go, 25, 26 games left in the season. So let's take a closer look at their chances of actually grabbing that eighth seed. You know, I've been saying, oh, I believe the Blazers can do this. I think that they've got the talent. I think that they've got the bullets in their gun. Well, it's worth a bit of time to take a look at some projections that actually involve some numbers and stats. Uh, these projections, I love checking this site out. It's a site called 538.com. These projections, all courtesy of 538. They use prior performance, uh, schedule, quality of their roster, and other indicators to project a playoff field. So if you haven't checked them out, once again, go look up 538.com. They put Rip City's chances of making the playoffs at 31%. So about a third. I think that's believable. I'd buy that. They also point out that while the Blazers are four games back of Memphis, two of their remaining 20-some games are against the Grizzlies, both at Moda Center. So that is huge for the Portland Trail Blazers. Both obviously must wins. And I completely agree that the Blazers are right at about a 30-ish percent chance. I think that's a great assessment by 538. And if the Blazers want any hope in that playoff race, they talk about Dame needing to keep playing like he has, but they're also going to need the supplements of guys like Yusuf Nurkic coming back. You just haven't had real big dudes in the paint most of the season. You need Nurkic back. You need Zach Collins near the end of the year if you can get him. So 
until that happens, you're you're basically looking at an uphill battle, Trailblazers fans. And that even is according to head coach Terry Stotts. Well, it's cliche, but we got to worry about one game at a time. We've had we've had success here uh, at post All Star break. Uh, we we got to realize how hard it's going to be. His team's up against the wall. It's that simple. But Terry Stotts, Blazers head coach, still calm as a cucumber. There's a theme. I'm going to play a couple of clips from Damon CJ. There's a theme of calm amongst these guys. CJ talking to the media before the All Star break. He reminded people that the team is swimming in familiar waters. We've been in before. My seven years, I've seen a lot. I've seen us be successful before the break. I've seen us struggle before the break. I've seen us be nine, ten games under at the break. So we understand what needs to be done. It's not a position that you, you know, hope for, but it's our reality. I've listened to coaches and players unable to pinpoint their struggles during different terrible stretches. None of these guys sound overwhelmed, and neither Terry nor CJ thinks the playoffs are out of reach. It all starts with your mindset. You've got to envision success before it happens. At least the Blazers have that part right. And not surprisingly, Damian Lillard also sounding pretty damn focused. He believes the team is ready for the final 26 games and a playoff push. He sat down to interview with Trailblazers digital content manager Amara Baptiste. I hope I said that right. Apologies if I didn't, but Damian uh, dropping some knowledge on the playoff run that the Blazers are about to make. I think we got to be that team that continues to fight through because we've been here before. Um, so I just think it comes down to the urgency and, um, you know, how much it means to us. And I know it means a lot to our team. Dame Dalla, the third Portland Trailblazer there to remind people that they have been in this situation before. And they totally have, fans. Rip City was out of the playoff picture in 2017 when Neil O'Shea flipping Mason Plumlee to the Nuggets for who else but Yusuf Nurkic and a first-round draft pick. Then, of course, Portland turning it around, grabbing the eighth seed that year in the West as Yusuf Nurkic had his coming-out party in the NBA. And this team, despite the injuries, can be super tough to play. Do you honestly think teams are lining up to play a healthy Portland team? Dame had some thoughts about that. Once we get in and Nurk is coming back healthy, you know, Zach is coming back healthy. Once we get in there, I'm pretty sure we're the last team that anybody want to see. So um, our goal should just be to do whatever we got to do for these 26 games to, to get in. Once the Blazers have everybody healthy again, once they've got their roster stocked full of guys, the Blazers will no doubt be one of the scariest teams in the NBA. Until then, they're on the lookout for some help. So at this point, the only way that the Portland Trailblazers can get some help, uh, maybe get another impact player for their stretch run into the playoffs or a fight for the playoffs anyways, is via the buyout market. There are a couple handfuls of guys recently traded who have been or will most likely be let go from their current teams in exchange for basically giving up a small portion of their guaranteed money. Essentially, allows the players to go seek out a situation better for them and the teams letting them go save a little financially. So these usually are win-wins for both people uh, and teams involved in these deals. So that leaves the league free to sign those players at the league minimum for the rest of the year. There are actually a couple of interesting names that could legitimately help the Blazers off the bench for the final 20-some games. And this isn't just like a fairy tale. I really believe that a couple of these guys could make a significant difference coming off the bench for the Portland Trailblazers. The first one, a name that we are all familiar with in Rip City, Evan Turner, E.T., 
That's right. Uh, now, if you remember, he was signed to a huge contract back in the summer of 2016. Four years, $70 million, and he's on the final year of that deal right now, which is why he is a buyout candidate. I am still upset about all the money that Neil O'Shea gave him. He wasn't worth it and was basically at the time being brought in as a lesser version of Alan Crabb, who was a Blazers wing at the time, who had ball handling skills and no three-point shooting ability. Basically, they signed a second Alan Crabb with ball handling skills instead of three-point shooting. That's who they gave 70 mil to at the time. So should the Blazers be considering bringing him back if the Timberwolves got him from Atlanta in a trade as a money match, decide they no longer want his services? He's definitely an upgrade over what they have right now in Mario Horzonia. All due respect to him as a person, Mario Horzonia has been absolutely terrible off the bench for the Portland Trailblazers. He hasn't played at times because of back problems, and then what he has, he's just been, I, I hate this word, inconsistent, because when you're consistent, you're good. So flat out, Mario Horzonia has been bad. And if you bring Evan Turner in, he could also not only supplement that body that Harzonia is playing, but he could also handle the ball at times like he did when he was in Portland and take that duty away from Anthony Simons. Give him Simons minutes that he's been getting all year. Then you get a whole different look for E.T., bringing the ball down, kind of a whole extra facet to your offense, minus the three-point shooting ability, of course, but Anthony Simons hasn't progressed nearly to the level that Terry Stotts needs him to. So that's a hole that you need to look at filling. Evan Turner could fit that gap. So there are some legit reasons to look at bringing E.T. back. But I don't think Neil wants to go that route again after getting burned because of his high expectations the first time around. Another one that pops up a name on the buyout market for the Blazers, Tristan Thompson. Now, it's unclear if Thompson's actually going to be bought out, but he will be one of the sought-after guys if he is. He gets almost $19 million this season before unrestricted free agency, and obviously the Cavs don't really have much use for him anymore after trading for Andre Drummond. Uh, he's 28, having a nice year, 12 points, 10 boards per game, and 40% of those boards coming on offense. That would be a huge plus for the Portland Trailblazers, who obviously have been terrible rebounding all season, but especially on the offensive end, it's been non-existent. And that help would be a pretty clear upgrade over Caleb Swanigan, who they have right now. You just don't see guys like Tristan Thompson, that ability coming out in free agency the middle of the year to join a contender for the minimum. It's pretty similar to Ennis Cantor for the Blazers last year. And look what he did during the stretch run. They would not have gone to the Western Conference Finals without Cantor. So we'll see if the Blazers can woo Tristan Thompson. There are better teams interested, and I'm sure a lot of them could offer more cash. But I'm sure Neil Olshea will be smart and be on the phone. The third and final option that I've seen floating around as a possible pickup on the buyout market is former Blazer Mo Harkless. Do I have to even convince anybody that this would be a great move? Fans remember his defensive presence at the wing. That was a huge reason Portland was so successful last year. And losing him, a huge reason that they started off the year so shaky in the first place. Now, I need to point out, he's not a free agent yet. Uh, Harkless was dealt from the L.A. Clippers to the New York Knicks as part of that Marcus Morris deal, a salary matchup once again. And the Knicks don't really have a role for him. They've just been absolutely terrible all year. 
and they're going to save a little money, most likely by cutting him. That is, if they plan to cut him. I don't see why they wouldn't, though. So for the Blazers, adding a genuine wing, that would be huge for this final stretch. They did so with the Kent Bazemore for Trevor Ariza swap with Sacramento, and Ariza has been great. And to add Mo Harkless off the bench again for the Portland Trailblazers, basically doing the same things as Trevor Ariza, I can't think of a better player that would be hitting the key threes in huge moments and playing that lockdown defense that they need, giving the Blazers what they've been missing all season than a guy who's already played with them in Mo Harkless. Let's make it happen, Neil. If Portland's able to get him back, in my opinion, their playoff chances go from just over 30% to like what 538 was saying to near 50. That is my opinion. He would affect the team that much. And it would be such a gain having Harkless take over the roster spot that was once owned by an injured Scalabissier. Add that to the value he brings as a mentor to the talented but raw Nasir Little. I can't think of any reason Neil O'Shea shouldn't be doing everything in his power to make Mo Harkless a blazer again. So let's see what happens on the buyout market, but that is a legitimate option for Neil O'Shea uh, to pick through and see if he can find anybody to help Portland in these final 20-some games as they march towards, hopefully, the eighth seed in the playoffs. Okay, basketball fans, now it is time for This Week in Blazers History. If you're new to the podcast, this is where we take time to acknowledge a historical player or moment important to the team from around that week. And this week's subject for this week in Blazers history came about super organically. Um, Honestly, I didn't think I'd be talking about this former Blazer for a while, or I at least wouldn't have a reason to, but Darius Miles, that's right, former Blazer Darius Miles happened to be trending on Twitter during the All-Star break. Yes, that is right. Number three overall draft pick out of high school by the Los Angeles Clippers, Darius Miles, trending on Twitter. Why? Because he was swearing on national television while wearing a hot mic in the Celebrity All-Star game. It was so funny to watch and to listen to. I've got the audio, and I will play that shortly. But in case Rip City fans need a refresher course on who Darius Miles is, or you were maybe too young to remember him or watch him play, let's all get on the same page. So he originally joined the Portland Trailblazers via trade from the Cleveland Cavaliers for point guard Jeff McGinnis and center Ruben Boomche Boomche midway through the 03-04 season. And fun fact for you, I'm pretty sure Ruben Boomche Boomche was the first player of Cameroonian descent uh, out of Georgetown, a Georgetown product. He was the first player of Cameroonian descent to play in the NBA. I think uh, a couple others from Cameroon have played since then, but y'all remember Ruben Boomche Boomche. So Darius Miles playing with guys like Travis Outlaw, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, Sebastian Telfair, Theo Ratliff as well, only averaged 10 points a game over his career, but Darius Miles was a beast at times during his stint in Portland. He could shoot well, had an uncanny ability to get over anybody and drive to the hoop. He could cross over any level defender. And I don't feel crazy saying this. Some basketball fans may disagree. Darius Miles had the potential to be one of the best in the NBA at that time. Miles nearly had it poked away by Brian Russell. Darius puts Watch a move out. on Watch Russell out. and throws it down. He's fouled. Russell had no chance once Darius 
Had a little head fake. That's former Blazers TV guy Mike Barrett along with the late Steve Snapper Jones. Rest in peace. So that ended up being a huge dunk. The athleticism was something else. That was a highlight from April 19th, 2005, when he went for 47 points off the bench. Darius, though, was very young at the time and spent a lot of hours hanging out with the wrong crowd off the court. While never really in major legal trouble, his infamous argument uh, with Blazers head coach Maurice Cheeks was a pretty good representation of the attitude problems plaguing Rip City at the time. Uh, if you don't remember the confrontation in 05, it made national headlines during a film session. Darius reportedly calling Coach Maurice Cheeks the N-word and said he didn't care if the team were to lose the next 20 games since Cheeks was, quote, going to be fired anyway. And uh, basically just an entire ruckus from there. Uh, some moments that you desperately wish that you could witness as a sports fan for me, that fight is very high on the list. I would have loved to see the dysfunction that was bringing the Blazers down firsthand at the time because the story now is legend. So after Darius yelled at his coach, he dropped 47 in that breakout performance that we just relived in that highlight a minute ago. But late in the next season, he injured his right knee so bad that he required microfracture surgery. He didn't play for two years in his career, pretty much seemed to be over when Portland, trying to shed his $18 million contract, petitioned the NBA and the Players Association to get an independent doctor to declare Darius Miles retired, an injury retirement, basically your body. You just can't play and you can't live up to the contract that was signed to you so it wouldn't count against the cap. And that's what the Blazers were able to get. They were able to work out a deal where Darius Miles was medically retired and they wouldn't ha they could pay him but not have it count against their salary cap. Well, this is where the story gets interesting because if you are granted that salary cap relief for a career-ending injury, if that player goes and plays in 10 games the following season, that amount is added right back to the team's cap. So there was this whole situation where uh, Darius Miles played six preseason games with the Boston Celtics, then played a couple of regular season games with the Grizzlies. So they were two away. Uh, the Blazers were from getting that 18 mil added back to the salary cap. When that happened, the Blazers sent out a notice to the NBA saying, don't do this, we'll sue you. And the NBA said, no, go ahead, do it. It's totally legal. So Darius Miles ended up playing with the Memphis Grizzlies two more games, and that 18 mil was added back to Portland's cap amount. Kevin Pritchard, the Blazers were pissed, but really there was nothing they could do. So that was the last season Darius ever played in the NBA, though. Uh, unfortunately, Miles filed for bankruptcy in 2016. Even after making $62 million in the NBA, He's definitely had some ups and downs, uh, but it was really cool to see him happy and on TV having fun. He was trending on Twitter during All-Star Weekend, all because he dropped a couple of swear words on live TV. Sounds like he got caught up in the moment, and it's hilarious playing in the celebrity game. This was Darius Miles in action on ESPN. Darius, that block shot was pretty impressive. What, were, what was your thought process on going up and pinning that almost? Beat that up. Okay. <laughs> that is absolutely Hilarious. That's a good strategy when you go to block a shot. Beat it up. Terry is so fired up. Even after saying that live, he couldn't help but let it slip again later in the game. Oh, that's a good oh, 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 bad family show. Family show. Family show. That's right, Darius. I guess you can get away with stuff like that when you're a former NBA player, right? Membership has its privileges for sure.
In all seriousness, though, I thought it was way cool to see a former Blazer who has struggled at times in his life, just bawling, having fun, living his best life out there for basketball fans to see. I'd love to get Darius on the show, so I'm going to mark it down now. I'm going to try and effort Darius Miles as a guest for Believe in Trailblazers. He sounds like a fun guy that loves to throw down still, even as he approaches 40. So props to Darius Miles. Watching people swear when they shouldn't is always entertaining. But when it's someone you looked up to as a kid, watch them play for your favorite team. It has an extra layer of fun for this week in Blazers history. Well, that's a wrap on episode seven of Believe in Trailblazers. If you have any burning questions about the team you want answered or think I'm crazy, hit me up on Twitter on the Air Jordan with an O. This show is available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Please, 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 please hit the download button and subscribe wherever you listen. You'll really be helping me out getting that random algorithm to show this podcast to as many new listeners as possible. You can also find the show at Believe.com and Believe Podcasts on Twitter. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. If you like the show, please tell your fellow fans about the newest Trailblazers podcast on the block. And if you're interested in advertising, get some local businesses involved, please contact us at Believe.com. That's all for now, Portland fans. I'm Jordan Schultz, and I'll talk to you next week. Rip City, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.